Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus this is the overtime podcast network welcome to chronicles of nania my name is scott mason you can follow me on twitter at play like a jet one and i am joined for the man who this show is named after he is the resident numbers nerd at gangrene nation and of course at turn on the Mr. Michael Nania. Michael, what's going on, buddy? Not too much. Just, you know, we're in kind of this, you know, not too much going on point here in the off season. So, you know, definitely just waiting for training camp to get here and really pumped for this season. So just kind of down the days here and, uh, you know, having fun with the podcast here each week to kind of pass the time. Speaking of countdowns, Michael, recently you did a countdown that was near and dear to my heart because it touched on Jets history. As you know, I am a bit of a Jets historian because of the show that we do with Big John, where we go back and look through New York Jets history. In fact, right now we're doing a series on the career of Wesley Walker, the legendary wide receiver. And what you did was you went through since the year 2000 and put together a list of the top 11 draft picks that the Jets have had based on value. And you have a whole chart of what comprises that value. So before we get into what goes into that value chart, first tell me why the number 11? Well, to be honest, just when I came up with the idea to do this, there were 11 days to go until the draft. So I thought it'd be a good idea to count down, you know, from that point, just go through the top 11 guys that the Jets have drafted in this century up until draft day. So that's basically the reason I went with 11, you know, just based on the time that I came up with the idea. But yeah, to go into the, the scoring system that I use to rank these guys is mostly based on two things, longevity and just the high points with Pro Bowls and All-Pro appearances. So players got 50 points for an All-Pro appearance, 25 points for a Pro Bowl appearance, 0.5 points for each game they played in for the Jets, and one point for each point of approximate value, which is a stat from pro football reference, which kind of you know accumulates players' production over the course of their season, their careers, to kind of estimate their value. So players got one point for each point of approximate value that they accumulated with the Jets. So those four things went into the scores that, that I used to rank them up from 11 to 1, the top 11 Jets draft picks of the century. That's a really interesting criteria, and this list had some twists and turns that surprised me a little bit, and that's why I'm really looking forward to going through it with you. We'll start at number 11 with one of my all-time favorite Jets. I know he's a personal favorite of Joe Caparoso's as well. Coming in at 11 with 94.5 points, 43 in approximate value at 103 games played, Mr. Jericho Cotri, the wide receiver out of NC State, of course, a fourth-round pick in the 2004 draft. An outstanding receiver, tough as nails, could catch anything. 
he was a guy that you want to talk about mid-round gems. You could look him up in the dictionary, and he fits that definition. Huge fan of his at NC State. He was the go-to guy for Phillip Rivers there and was thrilled when the Jets got him, and he lived up to every expectation I ever could have had of him. So break him down for me. How did he come in at number 11 on the list, and what were some of the things that you found about him? Yeah, so we're ranking these guys here by just their total production. So, you know, draft position isn't taken into account. But with Cotri being the 108th pick in 2004, he could be one of the top maybe three, maybe the best value that the Jets have had this century in terms of the draft. But in terms of total production, he still comes in at number 11th on this list. But you look at what he's done uh, in his Jets career, what he did in his Jets career since he had... He had 4,954 receiving yards as a Jet, over 112 regular season and playoff games, and that's the most by Jets receiver since Cotri was drafted in 2004, and it's about 1,500 more yards than the second-ranked Jet over that span, which would be Lavernius Coles, who will also appear on this list a few spots higher. So Cotri basically, the Jets haven't had a wide receiver come close to producing as much as he did since they drafted him, so... Yeah, hopefully with the you know the receivers that the Jets have now, Robbie Anderson, Quincy Nunwa, hopefully they can carve out the same kind of longevity that Cotri did with the Jets because the Jets really have not had a receiver come. I mean, you've seen peaks with Eric Decker, Brandon Marshall, Coles as well, but in terms of just the longevity and consistency that Cotri brought to the table, you haven't seen that from a Jets wide receiver since they had Cotri, and he had some great high points too from 2006 to seven, including the playoffs. Cotri collected 2,191 receiving yards, and that was 10th in the entire NFL over that span, and the only other receivers over that span to beat Cotri's marks in both total receiving yards and yards per target, which Cotri did put up a really solid 8.43 yards per target average over that two-year span. The only other receivers to beat Cotri in both of those categories were Larry Fitzgerald, Chad Johnson, and Reggie Wayne, over that span from 2006 to seven. So yeah, definitely he's just the model of kind of the value you hope to get as a best case scenario on day three of the draft. So, you know, hopefully Quincy, like I said, Quincy Nunra, Robbie Anderson can maybe match the longevity that uh, Jericho Cotri gave them. But, you know, he's definitely, uh, he comes in at 11th on this list in terms of his total production. But in terms of value, like I said, definitely one of the best value picks the Jets have ever made. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. <laughs> Let's go through some of the nerdier parts of this, Michael. Some really interesting numbers here, not just in the regular season, but playoff numbers too. Yeah, so Cotri is second on the Jets' all-time list in playoff receiving yards. He picked up 440 yards in nine playoff games for the Jets, which places him behind only you know the guy you mentioned earlier that you're looking at right now, Wesley Walker, is the Jets' all-time leader in playoff receiving yards, who had 486 in seven games. And in addition, Cotri's five playoff victories with the Jets is the most by wide receiver in team history. And it's tied with Brandon Moore for the third for third among all players in Jets history. I found this very fascinating too. He shares something in common with another former Jet who was picked in the fourth round. Yeah, so Cotri had a one thousand one hundred thirty receiving yards in two thousand seven and only one Jet has eclipsed that total in a single season since then. 
which would be Brandon Marshall, who obviously had that big season 2015. He had over 1,500 yards that year. And interestingly enough, Marshall and Cottry are ranked first and second in career regular season receiving yards among players drafted in the fourth round since 2004, the year Cottry uh, was drafted. So those two guys, two guys who, you know, Cottry was a Jet, Marshall spent had his career year at the Jets in 2015, the top two fourth-round receivers in terms of receiving yards over the past 15 years. So it's, it's just a coincidence that, you know, the two leaders in single-season receiving yards for the Jets over the past 15 years are also the two best, uh, two leaders in receiving yards among fourth-rounders over that span. And Kotri is the Jets' leading receiver by a pretty wide margin since being drafted, right? Yeah, definitely. So like I mentioned, he has over almost 5,000 yards as a Jet over his 112 regular season and playoff games, and that's the most since he was drafted almost 1,500 yards ahead of Lavernius Coles, who's second over that span. And he's part of a pretty elite group of players since 2000 in terms of yards per reception, yards per punt return, and yards per kick return. Yeah, so Kotri obviously wasn't known for his returning ability. He was, you know, he made his name as a receiver. He was a huge playmaker in the passing game, but he did bring some pretty good efficiency to the table as a special teams player. So since 2000, only 17 players have owned averages of over 9 yards per punt return and 25 yards per kick return with a minimum of at least 50 punt returns and 20 kick returns. And Kotri is one of those 17 players uh, since the turn of the century to own uh, those solid averages, both as a punt returner and a kick returner. So, of course, special teams wasn't necessarily his bread and butter. He was, like we said, he's known for all the great things he did for the Jets in the passing game. But he did bring some pretty good efficiency to the table as a special teamer, both in the punt game and the kick return game. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Michael, next up on the list at number 10, a forgotten Jet, but a really good player up the middle on defense, and that is Sione Pouwa, who comes in at number 10 with 107 points, 54 approximate value, and 106 games played. Here's a guy that was picked in the third round of the 2005 draft out of Utah. The reason that he went in the third round is because he was 26 years old at the time, so this was one of those rare cases where the Jets picked an older prospect, and it actually worked out out for them take me through some of the fun facts with Sione Pua and him ranking in at number 10 yeah so at the peak of his career he was one of the best run stoppers in the game so from 2009 to 2011 in the regular season Pua collected a total of 95 tackles in the run game for two yards or less and no first down and over that span that was first in the league among all defensive linemen in the entire NFL and ninth in the league Overall, so you know, over that span, he was one of the best run defenders in the game, and just the longevity and consistency he brought to the table. The the 106 games he played for the Jets in the regular season is seventh among all players that they've drafted 
since 2000. So, no, he's just, you know, like you said, he came in at 26 years old. So the type of guy that you expect to make an impact right away and have a high floor, higher chance of panning out, even though the upside might not be there, that's what you're sacrificing with the guy who's, you know, higher up there in age. You did expect him to make that impact, and he ended up doing it. He played his entire career with the Jets and was just a solid run stopper and a great presence on that defensive line for a long time. And he played a lot of games, 112 total games. Michael, that's number one for any player the Jets have picked in the third round or later since 2000. Yeah, definitely. So the 112, like you said, the 112 games he played in total over the regular season and the playoffs is the most by a Jet selected by the team in the third round or later since 2000. So he's right up there with Cotri as one of the better later round seals. Obviously, he was taken 88th overall, so in the top 100, but still a third round pick in the later part of the third round. So putting him up there with Cotri is one of the better late round steals that the Jets have taken since the turn of the century. And he's also fifth on the, on the Jets all-time list in career regular season tackles among defensive linemen with 260 of those. And as a guy who's, you know, like we said, primarily a run stuffer to be that high on the Jets franchise tackles list among defensive linemen is pretty impressive and just is a testament to how active he was in the run game. And it's a pretty solid playoff numbers too. Yeah, so he was he played six playoff games with the Jets, and he had 21 tackles over those six games, which is, you know, again, pretty active for a guy who played most of his time in the interior of the defensive line, had two tackles for loss in those games, one sack. So, you know, he's a big part of those two Rex Ryan AFC championship runs and appeared in a couple of games earlier in his career before that. So, you know, definitely up there, Cotri is one of the best value picks the Jets have had in the third round. He brought longevity, and at his peak, he was, you know, an elite run stuffer. So it wasn't just longevity of Pouha. He had a stretch over his career in which he was doing what he does best at an elite level. So one of the best value picks that the Jets have made in this century. And in terms of his overall production, too, is able to check in at top 10 on this list. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. We just talked about two guys that were mid-round bargains that the fan base still adores and that ended up producing quite a bit, especially relative to where they were drafted. And now I want to get to another one who fits in this category. A darling of the Jet fan base comes in at number nine. Lavernius Coles, who has 110.5 points on your chart, 58 in approximate value, played 105 games. Let's get into it with him. Picked in the third round, 78th overall out of Florida State. Backstory here, Coles and Peter Warwick went shopping at a clothing store. The clerk there was a big fan of Florida State, ended up giving them a big discount, which is, of course, an NCAA violation. The NCAA found out. Coles was more or less made to take the fall. He was dismissed from the team, and Peter Warwick was suspended, but because Peter Warwick was the better player at the time and meant a lot to Florida State's national championship chances, he was only suspended instead of getting kicked off of the team. So Coles started getting a reputation as an off-the-field issue, a guy who had red flags, a problem child, so on and so forth. 
developed a chip on his shoulder too, which would actually serve him well in the NFL. And so he ended up dropping to the third round, sort of like Ja'Kai Polite. He was thought of as a first-round talent who made it to the third round, and that was part of that legendary 2000 class, which I'm sure we're going to touch on later on in this countdown, Michael, because several other players from that class appear on this list. Cole's picked in the third round and ended up becoming one of the best wide receivers in New York Jets history. In fact, the funny part about it is he put up all these great numbers despite leaving the Jets for a brief period and then coming back. So let's talk about this, Michael. Take me through some of the finer points of Lavernius Coles and why he came in at number nine on this list. Yeah, so like you said, he's one of the most productive receivers in the history of the Jets. So, you know, like you said, he played his first three seasons with the Jets from 2000 to 2002, took a pit stop with the Redskins over the next two years, then came back to the Jets from 2005 to 2008. And in his career, he he lives comfortably near the top of most Jets' all-time regular season receiving leaderboards. He's fourth in receptions with 459, fifth in receiving touchdowns, with 37, and fifth in receiving yards with almost 6,000 of those. So, And Coles also had six seasons with at least five receiving touchdowns for the Jets, which is the third most such seasons in franchise history behind two legends, Wesley Walker, who had nine, and Don Maynard, who had ten. So, you know, he had some really high peaks with the Jets, some of the highest peaks that we've seen from receivers in the history of this team. And, you know, even though he did take that, you know, short stint with the Redskins, he came back, and he just consistent over the course of his entire career with the Jets over both stints that he spent with the team. So and yet another late round steal here. We talked about Katri and Pauhan, now Coles. So you know we're kind of it's a little sobering talking about these guys since it's been so long since the Jets have had these late round hits. You know, we've kind of forgotten that it's possible to get this kind of production out of late round guys. But it is possible. So, you know, hopefully another guy you mentioned came out of Florida and uh, similar to Coles had those off off field, you know, question marks that might have been legit, might not have been, but you know, Coles had first-round talent, fell to the later parts of the draft. The Jets got him in the third round, and he turned out to be as talented as people thought he was in spite of those off-field questions. So, you know, hopefully the Jets can get that polite, maybe with some of the other picks they made. But, you know, going through these guys, it's just a reminder of the kind of production that you can get out of these guys in the later rounds if you just draft well. Only one Pro Bowl appearance, that was in Washington. The Jets lost Coles to the Washington Redskins. They signed him to an offer sheet, ended up getting a first-round pick out of the deal, which they then packaged up with another first-round pick and a fourth to move up to get Dwayne Robertson. Ooh, boy, do they wish they could have that pick back. But they got Coles back in a trade later on. He was unhappy with the Redskins. That was where he made his one Pro Bowl appearance. And so the Jets shipped Santana Moss to the Redskins for Coles. I think it worked out well for both because Moss went on to have a really nice career with the Redskins. And Coles came back and did great with the Jets. Let's talk a little bit more in depth about what he did when he was here. It's funny, Michael, because you talked about how productive Coles was. He was actually more productive than a guy that was picked number one overall in the draft by the Jets. Yeah, so Coles had a really great season in 2002. He posted over 1,200 yards that season, 1,264. That was 10th in the league that season. And that total is also the fifth most receiving yards in a single season in Jets history behind only Don Maynard, uh, three Don Maynard campaigns and Brandon Marshall's 2015 season. And in addition, Coles caught 89 passes in that 2002 season. That ties in with Keyshawn Johnson's 1999 season for the fourth highest single season reception total in team history. And Coles, Coles had 91 catches in 2006, and that sits one spot up the list as the third highest total in team history. So he's got two of the top four single season reception 
two of the top four highest single single season reception totals in Jets history. And Coles, he only made one Pro Bowl in his career, and that was with the Redskins in 2003. But he remains one of only two post-first round Pro Bowlers that the Jets have drafted since the turn of the century, even though it wasn't with the Jets. The Jets have only drafted two Pro Bowlers after the first round since the turn of the century, and the other one also didn't make his Pro Bowl with the Jets. That was guard Jonathan Goodwin, who the Jets picked in the fifth round of the 2002 draft and made his appearance as a member of the Saints in 2009. And excluding two returners, so Leon Washington and Justin Miller made the Pro Bowl with the Jets, excluding those two guys and a fullback, Richie Anderson, the Jets have not had a post-first-round pick make a Pro Bowl for them since they took Mo Lewis 63rd in the third round of the 1991 draft, and he made his third and final Pro Bowl with the Jets in 2000. So no post-first-round Jets draft pick who plays a starting offensive or defensive position has made a Pro Bowl for them since Mo Lewis way back in 2000. So Ronnie Scholes, though, is one of the two Pro Bowlers that they have drafted post-first round since 2000, even though it wasn't with them. And, you know, of course, you know, just looking at his production, he was deserving of a, a Pro Bowl appearance at some point along the line with the Jets, even though he didn't get it. But definitely his production has been, just was really good for the Jets for a long time. The high points were great, caught a ton of passes, racked up a ton of yards. And he had a, a legendary game, too, back in 2008 uh, when the Jets had Brett Favre. Coles, he's the last Jet to post three receiving touchdowns and 100 receiving yards in a single game. He caught eight of his 11 targets for 105 yards and three touchdowns in a win over the Cardinals back in 2008, the eventual NFC champion Cardinals of uh, that season. Coles, he had all three of his touchdowns during the second quarter of that game, which the Jets scored a still-standing franchise record, 34 points in that quarter. Brett Favre had six touchdown passes in that game, and that was actually the first and only time in Favre's entire career that he had six touchdown passes in the game, and three of those were to Cole. So, you know, definitely had some legendary moments with the Jets, just like that one. And, you know, hopefully the Jets can find some more late-round success with, you know, guys like Coles, Pauha, Katri in the future. And that's, you know, that's the key to building long-term success, getting value out of those late-round picks. And Coles is just, a, you know, and similar to Pauha and Katri, just the symbol of what you're hoping to get as a ceiling out of these late-round guys. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Love Lavernius Coles, even though he wasn't known for breakaway speed because he was always catching those tough passes. So many great moments, and he did have really nice speed. He just wasn't that Santana Moss-like burner. I'll never forget that incredible catch he made as a rookie in the Monday Night Miracle. That was the first real moment that Lavernius Coles had as a member of this team in 2000. And then 2002 was the year that he really broke out. Him and Chad Pennington had an incredible chemistry together, and they drove that 2002 team that was one of the most exciting runs that this team has ever had. I'm still disappointed that they didn't go further in the playoffs, but they did have one of the biggest victories in the history of the franchise that year. They stomped them 
mud hole in Peyton Manning and the Indianapolis Colts and handed him one of the worst losses of his career at home in the playoffs. A magical year. Like I said, wish it would have gone further, but that year established a magical connection, one that they would reprise later on. It wouldn't be as potent, but still something that was well worth watching over the years as a Jets fan. As we move on now to number eight, and we go from the offensive side of the ball back to the defensive side of the ball. This time we move from mid-round bargain to late first-round pick, and I am talking about Brian Thomas, the outside linebacker from University of Alabama, Birmingham. 141.5 points, 63 approximate value, 157 regular season games played. Pick number 22 overall in the 2002 draft. So, Michael, let's run through this. How did Brian Thomas wind up ranked number eight on your list? Yeah, I think this could be one of the more controversial ones. He never really hit the high points that you that I think fans probably hoped out of him uh, after they picked him in the first round back in 2002. But the reason he's this high in the list is just because of the longevity he's played. He played 150, 157 regular season games with the Jets. That's fourth among all players that they've picked in this century. And just the longevity that he had playing all 11 seasons of his career with the Jets, he's able to rack up a lot of production. And, you know, even though he didn't hit those high points, he was, he like we said, he did rack up a lot of longevity and just, you know, collect production over a long period of time. So Thomas appeared in all in 11 playoff games for the Jets, and that's the second most playoff appearances by an individual Jet in team history behind only Sean Ellis, who had 12 games, uh, 12 playoff games that he appeared in. And the Jets won six of those playoff games that Thomas was in, and that ties him with Ellis for the most playoff wins by an individual in Jets history. And, and back to that longevity, including the playoffs, Thomas appeared in 168 games as a member of the Jets. That's the ninth most in team history. So that right there is a primary reason that he's on this list, even though he might have been a little disappointing in terms of not hitting those high points. He's top 10 in team history in games played, so that really helps him out here. He's seventh in most games played for the Jets without ever playing for another team, and third among defensive players behind only Mo Lewis and Kyle Clifton. And the 82 total games that Thomas participated, 82 total wins that Thomas uh, participated in with the Jets ties him with Clifton for third among defensive players behind Mo Lewis and Sean Ellis. So just that longevity, being with the Jets for a long time, consistently playing most of the season and being a part of all his playoff games, those things are what really helped him ascend on this list. And because he played for the Jets for so long, he compiled a lot of stats that put him near the top of most categories for Jet defenders, right? Yeah, so he's near the top of a few franchise defensive leaderboards. He's ninth in team history in sacks with 33 and a half, ninth in fumble recoveries with six, tenth in total tackles with 442, and twelfth in forced fumbles with six of those. So, you know, not the most impressive totals if we're looking at the fact that, you know, he played with them 11 seasons, so those numbers aren't that great. That's only an average of about three sacks per season, but, you know, with the longevity that he had, the Jets haven't had that many players who have lasted with them that long, so... What he brought to the table in terms of how long he's able to stay with the Jets and start for them and produce for them is pretty unprecedented in the history of this team, which is, you know, a little bit sad, but it's just just the fact of, you know, how how poorly the Jets have drafted at times throughout their history. So, you know, Brian Thomas might not have hit those peaks, but he did, you know, bring that longevity to the table. And, you know, he, he never had an interception in his regular season career, but in his ninth season, he did get his first, and what would wind up being his only career pick, off of Ben Roethlisberger in the second quarter of the 2010 AFC Championship game. And at 31 years and 230 days old, when he made that interception, he became the oldest player 
in Jets history to make his first career pick. So just a fun fact there with what he did in the 2010 AFC Championship game. But yeah, overall, Thomas, it was just the longevity that he brought to the table that makes him one of the better Jets draft picks of the 21st century. A pretty solid pick, no question, especially for number 22 overall in the first round. Never became a star, but I've always said that if you get a guy toward the end of the first round and he becomes a really good player and sees a second contract, that's not a bad pick. The only thing that puts a little bit of a damper on this, Michael, is that a couple picks later at number 24, there was a gentleman that the Baltimore Ravens picked that went on to a slightly better career than Mr. Thomas. You may have heard of him. His name is Ed Reed. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, that, that all always kind of hurts when, you know, someone more talented goes a few picks after. And we talk about this with the Leonard Williams debate a lot. It, the opposite is kind of true with Leo. You know, people are kind of disappointed with his production sometimes, expecting him to be more dominant. But you look at the rest of that 2015 first round, and especially the guys picked after Leo, there, there aren't really that many names that they missed out on. And you compare him against the rest of the class, and he's still you know, at worst top 10, but could slide in somewhere around six where he's picked in that first round. So, you know, with Thomas and Ed Reed, obviously you would have preferred to have Ed Reed instead of Brian Thomas, but you still have to appreciate just the fact that he played 11 years. That's rare. It doesn't matter what spot you pick a guy, even if it's number one, 11 seasons for one team out of a draft pick is that's way above average and more than you could expect out of anyone you pick at any slot. So, you know, definitely there were higher hopes and Ed Reed kind of you know, he's always going to be attached to the Brian Thomas pick, but the, the longevity that he brought to the table is still pretty rare, especially for someone with Jets. This kind of reminds me a little bit of the Ken O'Brien-Dan Marino thing. Ken O'Brien was a very good quarterback, one of the best in Jets history, three Pro Bowl appearances, even had a winning record against Dan Marino at 6-5 and five for his career, but Dan Marino went on to be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So even though O'Brien was a very good pick, he was not the best pick they could have made, and I guess you could make that argument here with Brian Thomas that they should have taken Ed Reed. That said, like you said, Michael, to get a guy at number 22 overall in the draft who's with your team for 11 years and a fairly high-level starter for a significant number of those years, you're winning for sure. Yeah, definitely. And and both things can be true. You can be disappointed that your team maybe didn't make the right pick, missed out on a much better player. You know, in the case of O'Brien and in the case of Thomas, you can still, both things can be true. You can be disappointed that you missed out on Dan Marino, that you missed out on Ed Reed, but you can still appreciate what those guys brought to the table. Like you said, O'Brien had some great years for the Jets. He was, he's one of the best quarterbacks in their history. Definitely right up there with Joe Namath and the peak years of Chad Pennington. So you can still appreciate those things. And with Brian Thomas, just like what we've talked about for the past few minutes, just how long he was able to last with the Jets and how rare that is, you can still appreciate those things and be disappointed with missing out on a Hall of Famer at the same time. So it doesn't make these picks a complete miss, but you still can be a little bit disappointed and kind of have those misses attached to the picks. We have those jokes about Calvin Pace coming back as a 95-year-old man, but (laughs) Brian Thomas was the original Calvin Pace in that regard. There was the joke every year that they were going to bring back Brian Thomas, and they did a whole bunch of times, as you could tell from his 11-year career. Just to run through his stats again, 442 tackles, 67 tackles for a loss, 40 quarterback hits, 33.5 career sacks, 11 passes defense, 6 forced fumbles, 6 fumbles recovered, and then in the playoffs, played 11 games. He had 34 tackles, 8 tackles for a loss, 4 quarterback hits, 2 passes defense, 1.5 sacks, 1 forced fumble. 
And the famous interception that you just mentioned against Ben Roethlisberger in the 2010 AFC Championship game. So, a very solid career for Brian Thomas. People will call him a compiler. But Michael, like you said, a compiler that gives you over a decade of solid production. You could do a heck of a lot worse. And hopefully, some of the guys that the Jets end up picking once they get into the back end of the first round, as hopefully, knock on wood, this team continues to improve, end up giving them at least the level of production, durability, and longevity that Brian Thomas gave them at pick number 22 back in 2002. Michael, thank you so much for joining me on part one of this series that we're going to be doing here on the Chronicles of Nania, going through the 11 best draft picks that the Jets have had since 2000. We're going to get into part two next week. In the meantime, though, for people that want to interact with you and want to read your work, why don't you go ahead and let them know how they can do that? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Michael underscore Nania. That's N-A-N-I-A. Most of my writing is at gangrenation.com and elitesportsnewyork.com. And, yeah, just going through, you know, like I said earlier on, just we're in the low point of the off season here. But training camp is coming up next month in June, so really excited for that. And, you know, always keeping it uh, keeping it active with just, you know, wild stats and stuff, like, like the ones I'm going over on the show here. So, you know, really excited for this season to come. It's just one of the most... Well, for me, one of the most anticipated seasons with this team in a long time, just with the talent that they have. So I'm really excited for the season start, but those are the main places you can find me on Twitter at Michael underscore Nania, gangrenation.com, and Elite Sports New York. Go ahead and follow Michael on Twitter. Read his work at Elite Sports New York and gangrenation.com. Of course, listen to him here at Turn on the Jets Digital with Chronicles of Nania. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and Turn on the Jets It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.